Can you play games and save the planet? Hello and welcome to Growth Masterminds. My name, of course, is John here. Gamers generally just want to play games and win and have some fun. Game publishers want to make money so they can get more players, make better games, and you know what? Pay the bills. That kind of matters. Is there a way to harness all these different needs for environmental good in a way that gamers will find meaningful as well as helpful and publishers say, hey, I'm making good money right now? Today, we're chatting with Daniel Madrid. He's the chief growth officer at Dots.eco, which says they have a rewarded ad opportunity that boosts growth, increases monetization, and is good for the planet. Current publishers using them include Wuga, Wildlife, and Platica. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you, John. Very happy and love to be here with you today. Hey, happy to have you with us. You're calling in from Paris, France, so it's evening for you. I'm in Vancouver, Canada, so it's yeah, just after 8 a.m. We're both awake. That's awesome. Tell me, give me the big picture. How does this work? Sure. So in DocSeco, first of all, it's a platform for real-world environmental rewards. When I say environmental rewards, I mean anything like planting trees, getting plastic from the oceans, saving sea turtle babies, restoring coral reefs, and many other environmental activities. Uh, that are used by leading gaming studios as a way to motivate and incentivize players to play more, to stay more engaged, to increase the uh, retention, brand reputation as well. Uh, while players also doing something good for the planet. So it's all about doing good, feeling good about it. And there is also an element of bragging about it. I'll tell you about it later. So it sounds amazing, but the first and most obvious question that comes to my mind, uh, maybe the planet is rich. Maybe there's lots of gold mines we don't know about. Maybe the planet is paying you. I don't know. Where, where's the cash coming from? Sure. So uh, we're getting paid by our business partners, our clients. In this case, we're focused on gaming studios, but we do work with other kind of businesses who are paying for the game. So all the money is coming directly from the client, uh, directly, but I would say that indirectly it's coming from the players, just mm -hmm. uh, because this is used as a tool for monetization. So when we're able to align business goals and environmental impact, everybody wins. Unpack that for me. Who's buying an ad that is about saving the planet? And who's getting the cash for that ad? How are, how are publishers putting this unit into their apps to monetize? Sure. So, so just to, um, yeah, to clarify, it's not uh, really uh, a new ad type. It's rather uh, a new type of reward in game. Mm -hmm. So let me unpack it for, let's say there is a uh, game. Yeah. For example, Google, where uh, we participated together an activity that was part of the Green Game Jam organized by the United Nations uh, with the uh, Pay for the Planet, Pay for the Planet. So, uh, well, players knew that whenever they will be reaching a specific milestone, they will be doing good for the planet. So, they are just playing the favorite games, but with us, uh, whenever they are getting rewarded on top of the normal rewards in game, they can do a real world impact. So it's just about, sometimes it's a milestone-based goal, individual, a single player is playing, reaches a particular milestone, 
and they are being rewarded with planting a tree in the real world mm. or cleaning one pound of plastic from the oceans or serving mm. a sea turtle baby again in the cool. real world. Players play, they reach the milestone and then uh, they get a certificate from us thanking them for the real world. In. So basically it's turning any game into play to impact. Interesting. So it's more an engagement retention strategy that makes you feel good about playing this particular game because you're having a real world impact than it is about monetization to the publisher. So I would say that it's a combination of both. It's not the typical ads monetization, but it's a monetization of the game. Just because we do see that whenever there is an environmental reward as part of the game, players are really excited about it. They are playing more, so more playtime, uh, more retention. They are coming back, play the game. Sometimes they need to make particular purchase, uh, an in-app purchase to have uh, new levels or new content in the game. And uh, they are just embracing it. So basically at the end of the day, studios are uh, better monetizing, giving new experiences. Uh, and the players they have also an extra sense of purpose just by playing. So this is something very different, right? This is something that I haven't run across before at least. And so let me see if I got this right. I'm a publisher. I have a game. I come to you. We do a deal. We integrate your technology into our game. And as I show this to my players and try and integrate it into my game and the game mechanics and all that stuff, I actually pay so that there are some of these real world activities. So I'm actually investing in ecological reclamation or whatever it is, whatever the projects are. And then as a result of doing that, and as, as my players feel like, Hey, you know what? I'm contributing. I'm making this happen. I cleared a thousand pounds or kilograms of plastic out of the Pacific ocean because of my playing in this game. I play the game more. I watch other ads. I buy other in-app purchases. And the result is overall better retention, engagement, monetization for me as a publisher. Is that the story? Yes, that's the story. That's most of the story from a monetization perspective. And yeah, also for the players, I, I believe that in 2023, most of people want to be, to be part of the solution and not of the mm -hmm. problem. They want to do more. Not everybody has the time to volunteer or uh, the means to make money, but whenever they can do a real world impact from the comfort of their chair, they are embracing it in big numbers. So again, we're talking about micro rewards. It's planting one single tree or again, saving one single seed total baby. But gaming, it's the perfect medium to, uh, first of all, also for environmental awareness, because there is the actual impact that we are doing uh, when integrating to a game. But on top of that, there are millions of eyeballs uh, getting uh, exposed to an environmental activity through the, the, to their playtime. Cool. So tell me about the results so far. You've got some big names that you're working with. Talked about your growth and, and what are you seeing in terms of growth and partners and ability to do that? 
Sure. So I will start by, by, by saying that we started in the gaming industry. To give you a bit more context, uh, we started four years ago in 2019 as an indie uh, games uh, gaming studio uh, with two games that were played to One game that was about planting trees in the real world and another game that was about cleaning plastic from the ocean. We, we did see that it was a big motivator factor for players. Our games were not the best, not so good to be very honest, but we did see that just with these new mechanics of being able to do a real world impact, uh, players were playing more and they liked it and they were telling their friends and they were getting certificates and they were sharing them online and uh, we had reputation tools measuring uh, players' uh, satisfaction and player sentiments, uh, the scores were, uh, uh, were going up. Uh, at that point, a very big uh, studio, actually it was Playdica, approached us and said, hey, we want this to be integrated in one of our games. From that moment, and that was in October 2021, we shifted from being a gaming, an indie gaming studio, we shifted from B2C, normal uh, gaming studio, to being a B2B environmental impact as a service. Uh, for gaming, uh, then uh, a loyalty and rewards program for gamers approached us. Uh, it was uh, for the world's oceans uh, day in June eighth. They wanted to have uh, an environmental friendly uh, offer, meaning that loyalty and rewards programs are all about giving points to their members. Then the members can redeem these points for uh, goods in the marketplace, generally gift cards or e-commerce products. And with us, they wanted for the first time to let their members redeem and exchange their points for cleaning uh, plastic from the ocean. It was supposed to be only for two weeks, but it became their best seller. So they decided to leave it there indefinitely. And they, they started offering all different type of impact uh, activities. And that's how we started with the loyalty rewards. Today, uh, I'm very humbled and honored also to say that we're working with the largest loyalty and rewards programs. So we started with gaming. Uh, we continued very uh, focused on gaming, but also with uh, loyalty and rewards programs. But today we're working with other big brands from Kaltura uh, to uh, TripAdvisor or Google that are using these environmental rewards as a way to incentivize desired actions. So basically, it's not only for gaming, it can be anything. Uh, TripAdvisor uh, were uh, incentivizing reviews in the platform on TripAdvisor. Uh, during the Earth Day for the Earth Month, so leave a review and we plan to click. They're also using us for uh, incentivizing marketing budgets. So any advertiser that wants to advertise on TripAdvisor AdExpress, the RTB programmatic uh, platform uh, for uh, for marketing on TripAdvisor, for around for every $30, $40 of marketing budget, they are doing real world environmental 
So yeah, amazing. What do we do? Thank you so much, John. Amazing. And, uh, amazing. I can tell you a bit more about the uh, gaming specifics uh, and, uh, and, and metrics. So, go, you know what, I'm going to ping in for a second and then, and then go on to that, because I just want to say it's yet another lesson in the pivot. Oh, <laughs> because you start doing one thing, I think I'm going to do this thing. And then you see, oh, that has traction. Boom, let me go there. And then you see, oh, that has traction. And you, that's a really, really interesting thing. It's the thing I love about the startup world. Okay, back to gaming. You've got some more to say. Yes. So, so I'm getting, as I was telling you, it's mainly about implementing an in-game activity. So which large studios, generally, it's like a live ops activity. All year around, they have these live ops events and mm -hmm. they have more than 100 different environmental days in the year. The most well-known is the, I mentioned previously, the world's oceans day, there is the environment, the environment day. Uh, sit out all days and you have many uh, a day for so many different activities. So many times what they do is having a live ops event it can be a few days, a few weeks, and the players know that whenever they are reaching a particular milestone in game, they will be planting a tree or cleaning plastic from the ocean, for example. Uh, generally, this is implemented in any kind of progression feature in game, such as the seasonal pass, uh, the battle pass, or just for progressing on levels, generally very correlated with their monetization efforts. And we do see that each time that we are giving away where we are rewarding players with these uh, echo rewards, uh, they are paying more. So for example, uh, some examples, if we're talking about the seasonal pass, we do see that depending on the game, we can see that around two to 3% of players are finishing a seasonal pass during a period of time, let's say a week. We do see that each time that this pass, this seasonal pass includes equity worlds, we're seeing more than five or 6% of players finishing it. So uh, more play time, more engagement, and we do see that they come back to play more during the period of time of, of these uh, rewards. So again, as I was telling you, it's playing your favorite game. Everything needs to be around a good game, of course. We need the players enjoying uh, the time. But on top of that, getting this extra value of doing good for the planet. On a time that environmental awareness, it's at an all-time peak. I think that uh, a few years ago, we didn't know what was eco-anxiety. And now we know that so many of us, me included, are eco-anxious just because we see what's going on in the planet all around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Super interesting. I see that despite the fact that they did some research about what you do and how it works and everything that saw a deck and your website and other things like that, I didn't really understand it. And and it's very interesting to to hear how it actually works and why a publisher would actually bring this into their app because it competes with other stuff. Anything you put into your app, anything you put into your game competes with other stuff, competes for time, competes for attention competes for, 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 for somebody actually looking at it, paying and, and engaging with it. Talk about the process of 
bringing on new partners, new games or apps that you're working with? Is it hard to convey what you do and how it works or is it pretty easy? Uh, sure. So I would say that getting big studios interest, it's quite easy because it's very innovative. It's very in line of most of these studios values and for sure with the values of the players. So there's always a lots of interest. They want to explore how to implement it. And then you're totally right, John. This is competing with other features. There is the roadmap, the priorities, a big, a big back, backdrop of different features. So generally uh, we start talking with the monetization teams. These are the guys, the monetization or the live ops teams. These are the guys that are all day thinking on how to make the game more exciting, how to add the new innovative elements. And then normally we take it with many other teams because this interest as well, the marketing team, they're using it as a way to reach new audiences, people that care about the environment. And today we're talking about mm -hmm. almost 95% of humanity who are worried about the climate change. So mm -hmm. normally we have uh, the monetization, the live ops teams, the marketing teams, uh, interest, then it's more a call with the product team development to understand how to implement it. Uh, we made it very easy for studios to implement. So we started from a very simple API integration around two hours to implement. Now we also support Unity SDK. So it's very easy because most games are currently developed on a Unity. And then it's just configuration. And then mm -hmm. most of the work actually it's on the studios. It's about uh, modifying the elements in the game because players need to know about it. They need to be aware okay. in the game that if they do this, the studio on their behalf will be doing this real world environment. And then there is quite a lot of work. That being said, there's no more work than any other uh, live up event mm -hmm. that they are doing across the year. Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. with so many different opportunities, I think that all studios out there are looking uh, to do something for every day and also to provide the values that their players are looking for. I, I could see that being compelling. I could really see that it could be compelling because there's often things that you have that you get in the email or it's in an, in, in an app or something, do this and you get, I don't know, $5 off or 15% discount or something like that. And it's not like, I'm, I'm not going to do something for that. But if I have the chance to make some real impact and maybe plant a couple of trees or something like that, I could see that being something super interesting. I can also see as a publisher saying, hey, I'm going to do a live op around Earth Day or around some local, national, regional, environmental event or something like that. And then just see, hey, if it takes off and it works, maybe I do it again. Maybe I maybe that's that that makes a lot of sense. Now talk about the results. Obviously, you've got clients and they're sticking with you. So they see some value in this, despite the fact that it's not traditional ad based monetization. It's more of a longer play. Do you have some numbers on when people are using your solution, what happens to retention, what happens to monetization, all those sorts of things. 
Sure. So, so with Lucia across the board, a significant uh, uplift of transactions and revenue whenever they are implementing these eco rewards in game. So I can tell you a bit more about, uh, about the metrics themselves for measuring this engagement or the retention or the brand reputation used with different tools like Afogata, for example. But on top of that, every single player that is reaching the milestone rewarding them is getting customized certificate of doing. So imagine it, you play the game, you reach the milestone and you get a certificate in game. It can be in the inbox, in your notifications feature, or just as a pop-up in game, uh, stating, thank you, John, for cleaning one pound of plastic from the ocean or saving you sea total baby. And these certificates can be shared online. They be socially the channels. So they all have like this share button. And we do see that on average, 18% players are sharing them online. So we do know that uh, now most people are not sharing content. They really need to get excited about it. And we do see that whenever they are doing good, they are proud about it. And this is illustrated with the high sharing. Whenever player is sharing this certificate, it doesn't matter if it's on Facebook or on LinkedIn, on Twitter or via WhatsApp with the their family and friends, if whoever is exposed to the certificate will see exactly the same certificate like the player received with a very, with one little uh, change, a very important one, is that instead of having a CTA, a call to action of sharing the certificate, they have the same button becomes play now or download now. And this is redirecting them directly to the stores, to Google Play, to the Apple Store, uh, or to any website. So actually it's a virtuous circle of bringing more values, some of them to user acquisition, just because you can get to new audiences. Then your existing audience is also playing more, sharing the certificates, and this is bringing additional organic downloads game. So just to wrap it up on top of engagement and retention, I, I will touch the specific metrics. There is also a, a new, new clinics, new downloads, and also in terms of brand reputation or player sentiments, we also do see a very big uplifts. So all these tools that are measuring uh, and monitoring uh, social media, what people are saying about the game, uh, basically it's, there's no polemic about it. I don't know person, there are people that are not uh, echo anxious, but still, if they have the possibility to plant a tree or to seriously total baby, they will be very glad to do it. Very cool. Very interesting. The other interesting part is that since I came at this possibility, uh, this, uh, what you do from the angle of ad monetization, and I was thinking ads are always challenging when it comes to engagement and retention. They're typically corrosive to retention because the more you monetize with ads, the worse the experience is. This appears to have the opposite impact. Very cool stuff. Thank you so much for taking this time, Daniel. 
My pleasure, John. Good